You're listening to episode number six of the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Today, we're talking about Instagram captions, the bane of our existence, right? (laughs) Okay, well, maybe that's a little bit dramatic, but we feel you. The Instagram algorithm is hard enough without having to figure out all the added pressure of what the heck we want to say with each of our posts. Have you ever written a caption that said something along the lines of, happy Sunday lovers, or going out for dinner tonight, what should I get? Or Sandy and Dan looked so cute on their wedding day. Or even the classic, I got nothing to say, so here's a cool photo. (laughs) Is your hand raised? If so, this episode is for you. (laughs) We see captions like this all the time and we get it. Writing can seem so scary and oftentimes is so much easier to post a pretty photo with a short witty caption that means nothing and move on because it's Instagram. It's the photo that really matters, right? Wrong. So many people think since Instagram is a visual platform that they only need to focus on the visuals, aka the actual photos, but that couldn't be further from the truth. If you are half-assing your caption game and copping out on writing meaningful stories that engage people, you are losing half of your potential audience out there. So in today's episode, we're diving deep into our biggest caption pet peeves and why it's crucial to write Instagram captions that tell stories. Today, you'll walk away with a deep understanding of the difference between filler or fluffy captions that don't mean anything and captions that engage and attract your audience. Let's dive on in. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hey, hey guys, Lindsay and Evie here on episode number six. We are so excited to talk to you to do today about Instagram captions. Um, just a preface, we both have colds. Um, so if you hear some sniffles or some <coughs> some coughing, that is what's <laughs> happening behind the scenes. We are making do with our cold and still showing up to give you guys some fire education. <laughs> Yeah. So today we're going to kind of dive in a little bit on Instagram captions and why they're important and what to do and what not to do and why you should not or do different things. Um, Clearly, this cold brain is getting to me, but uh, we're going to start off today with giving you guys some examples of things not to do, but things that you have probably done. Our hands are raised over here too. We've definitely done some of these um, or that you've seen other people do a lot. But we wanted to preface this by, yes, we're giving you examples and these are real life examples from Instagram and from Instagram captions, but we just randomly went through and just found random people on Instagram who don't follow us. We have no idea who they are. They don't know who we are. Um, we just, yeah, we didn't even like look at names. We just kind of went to the explore page and just found random examples because we don't want you to sit there if you've like written a caption that is similar to something that you might have said. We don't want you to be like, oh my gosh, they're talking about me. Yeah, we're not talking about you. Literally, like we have no idea who these people are. They're just random people that we found on Instagram with captions that encompass 
something that all of us have seen before. Um, so we're not calling anyone out, but we are giving you some real life examples of things that we've seen on Instagram. So Lindsay, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Okay. So these are basically our caption pet peeves is what we're calling them, but it's just examples of what not to do or what we uh, think not to do. So we're going to explain that in a little bit, but we've separated them into kind of like types of bad captions. So the first type of caption that is a pet peeve of ours is short and witty, but doesn't really say anything. So what I kind of mean by that is here's an example. Did you know that Hawaii is a perfect place? Because that's a fact you should know. (laughs) That's literally a caption that I saw. And I was like, yes, yes, I do know that. So it's a, it's a perfect place. Great. Great. (laughs) Example number two in this category is Bon Iver all day while editing these. Great. Okay. Okay. Great. Cool. <laughs> or another example that's short and witty but doesn't really say anything. Golden hour. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. All right. The next category is going to be the captions that tell your audience about your day but doesn't go anywhere and makes no point. So the first example for this one is enjoying my last few days in the fall weather before heading down south. Like. Okay. okay, cool. But why should I care? Like, like, really, what is the point of that? The next one we want to say is an example of happy to announce I'm almost fully booked for 2020 for weddings and couple sessions with only a handful of dates for the late fall. Thanks so much for your support. So the, the thing about that one is it's kind of like a humble brag, but again, it doesn't go anywhere. If you're going to do a caption that's kind of like saying, oh, hey, I'm fully booked, then like end it with a, a call to action of like, book me. I'm almost full, but that that one doesn't really go anywhere. It's just kind of like a dead-ended, dead-ended uh, caption. So that's kind of what, it doesn't invite people to book or engage at all. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with talking about like your booking like f- space and availability, but in this situation, it fits our category because it, it is telling your audience a fact, but it it doesn't go anywhere and it brings no call to action to tell them to follow up with something else to do. Mm-hmm. The next one is a call to action that doesn't give a reason. A reason for the call to action. Yes. So, for example, Erica and Jason just hit the blog. Go check them out. Like, why? Like, like yeah. <laughs> I don't know who Erica and Jason are. They mean absolutely nothing to me. I don't care about them. They're not Taylor Swift. Like, Lindsay's not their fan. <laughs> like, why should we go to the blog? Like, you've given us no incentive to actually go follow up on your call to action. Especially if it's a random couple to your audience, which, like, a couple that you're shooting probably, or just a client in general, if you're not a photographer and you're saying, Hey, go to the blog, check out this client. If you don't give a reason, like I'm not going to be sitting here unless it's like a freaking amazing photo. And I want to see it for the photographer perspective. I, I have no reason to click over. So the next example of pet peeve captions are one liners that are obvious like duh. So an example of that is Sandy and Dan were beautiful on their wedding day. I mean, like, duh, it's a wedding. (laughs) If it's not beautiful, there's probably a problem there. (laughs) The next example is, I love sunsets on the coast. Like, duh, Sharon, so does everyone else. Like, tell me something I don't know in this situation. (laughs) Um, Next kind of example is announcing what the photo is, and that's it. So an example is my absolute fave, lovers on a cliff. Or fresh 48 sessions. Or... Forever dancing together. If it's like a first dance photo at a wedding. Like, like 
It's it's announcing exactly what the photo is, and then that's it. That's just like the one sentence, like blue hour loving, lovers on a cliff, sunset, sandy sessions, like <laughs> cuddled up in bed, like whatever, hot cocoa on Sunday, <laughs> like all. <laughs> and so, so those are a bunch of examples. Obviously, like we're having fun, like with this because we. We uh, have strong opinions on this, but we kind of want to dive into after giving you some of those examples for a lot of you, you're probably sitting there and like light bulbs are going off or your hand is slowly like raising or your head is kind of like slowly sinking down a little bit and you're like, oh, shoot, I've done that. Um, And that's totally fine. We have too. We've definitely done multiple of these examples before in the past, Um, but we wanted to talk today, give you those examples and then move into like, why are these captions not okay? And what? What can I do instead? Like, what is my strategy instead? Okay, so why are these captions not okay? All of our pet peeve captions that we just gave you, what's wrong with them? What is our biggest takeaway that we can learn? It's because they're not inviting people into a story. They're not inviting them into connection with you, your clients, your story, or whatever. You miss an opportunity to relate with your audience via words and not just photo. Yeah. And going along with that, you're not serving your audience in any way other than to be putting your work out there. Um, You know, whether that's whether you're a photographer or you're a business owner or whatever it is, like, you know, you're selling a product. It doesn't matter. You're basically just putting your content out there with no engaging of your audience via a service. So you're not giving them anything of value, anything of connection, anything of tangible takeaways that there is going to stick with them and keep you at the forefront of their mind. Um, So essentially, not only are you not building that connection, but you're also not serving them in a way that's going to keep you at the forefront, which is going to bring you up in their minds when they need somebody who's offering what you're offering. Yeah, you're letting the photo do all of the talking and all of the storytelling when you could be telling the story in two different ways via the photo and the caption. There are people that go through Instagram and they just like a photo and move on. They're just there for the visuals. But a lot of people are on Instagram or on social media in general because they want something more. They're like looking for connection. They're looking for something. Like that's why everybody picks up their phone when they're waiting in line at Starbucks because it's it's like they want to feel that connection. It's almost like a habit in today's age where it's just like you pick up your phone, you start scrolling, you're wanting something. And so if you aren't writing a caption, you're not giving them something or you're not taking the opportunity to give them something in that moment. You're just giving them visuals. And so we're here to teach you, you should do both. So why do we believe your Instagram caption needs to tell a story? Because when you think about it, stories in today's day and age and today's society are what really connect us. It's one of the number one driving forces in our culture today. People love to feel connected. It's what draws people in. It's what hooks them. They're why we care about things. Like we love a good redemption story. We love a good love story. We love you know, feeling like we belong, like we relate, like we love feeling and we love feeling connected. We love to be engaged in drama. It's why shows like Gossip Girl are still super popular because there's so much drama. There's so much tension. You feel like the redemption's coming and then, oh no, somebody backstabbed again. Like it's things like that, that you have to like keep in mind when you're writing these things. And also another example that I want, I think everyone can relate to is every time there's like a TV competition show, like for example, The Voice, when every single contestant goes up to do their blind audition, what do they do like before they go? They have like a intro to them and every single person, like they find the sob story, which is maybe harsh, but like they find like the 
touching element of that person's story Mm -hmm. to showcase and connect before they go on stage because they want the audience to connect with that person and show their audition like if they get chairs turned around it's a redemption story like Evie was saying because like oh they they their dad died of cancer or they've been through something traumatic and this is their redemption story it's it's a super basic like plot of a story that's just like hey someone starts out they go through something hard and then this is like their champion like redemption yeah i'm pretty sure i know america's got talent does that they, yep. they like show those video stories like documentaries on the contestants the voice does it does american idol do it i haven't watched american idol in like ages uh, but well, I, i've never probably. seen it but basically yeah like when you think about any of those like contest shows even like shows like the bachelor or whatever it's it's building on these stories and the backstories of people so that you feel connected and you are are either rooting for them or you know feel like you're connected to them or whatever that is they're building that connection so that's something that you have to keep in mind that's not just you know a storytelling movie like book thing that is a marketing strategy to make you feel connected and like you belong because in our society we want to be entertained we want to feel something we want to know that we're not alone in our struggles that we're going through like stories have the power to do all of that and so much more it's actually something as business owners we have to keep in the forefront of our minds through everything this goes far beyond even instagram captions this goes so much deeper than instagram but that's what we're focusing on today but keep that in the forefront of your mind when you're writing your captions that this is a, an entire new ball game that's going to open doors for you beyond just lovers on a cliff <laughs> Because if you're writing those half-assed captions, then you're completely missing out on connecting with the side of your audience that actually cares about those captions and the stories and they want to feel something. So mm-hmm. you're you're taking that opportunity and you're missing it if you're not taking that opportunity to tell those stories via captions. Exactly. And the other thing is Lindsay and I get asked all the dang time about, you know, our captions and like about social media. How have we built such an engaged following? How have we gotten to where we are today? How have we been able to, you know, to have people support even the craziest things on our pages? And it's because we're building connection with them via our client stories, via our stories, via their lives, via our lives, like through everything that we are doing on our social media, we are focusing on building that connection. And one of the largest ways that we do that is through our captions. We're inviting people, we're serving them with value. We are inviting them into a story and we're making them feel like they belong, which you do. If you follow either one of us on our social medias, we genuinely care about this. We feel so passionate about this to share our lives and our clients' stories and to make you know you are not alone. We get it. We've been there. Like we, we, with you on this. Like that's something that we feel so passionately about. And that's why our people show up for us because we've built that relationship with them through a screen, which is totally possible. Like if you feel like social media is a big disconnect, it's not. Like you're viewing it the wrong way. So captions are one of the number one ways that you can do that is building that connection, sharing your story along with your client stories and inviting people into this value-filled relationship where you're building a connection and a and a community that is there with you. Like you're with each other on everything, which allows you, we'll do a whole nother episode on this, but this allows you to pivot in your business in a way that you cannot if you're sharing captions like lovers on a cliff. Mm-hmm. And 
everything that Evie's saying, like you can't do if you're just showing like really cute, pretty or epic photos with like no caption. It doesn't, you might grow a big following from just like sharing epic photos, but if you want to engage with your, with your following and create connection in your business through that, then captions like are absolutely key. Like Evie was saying. Yeah. Hey, Heart Fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part. (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. Something that I think helps a lot when I open up Instagram, and I know Evie does the same, is when I go to post a photo and write a caption, when I go to write that caption, I think to myself two things. I think one, does this caption do the photo justice? Am I just saying something meaningless and stupid like, it's October, you know what that means, Halloween time, which is funny because today's Halloween that we're recording this, but... um. Am I saying something stupid just to say it, or am I actually doing the photo justice by telling a story or or educating or something that is is giving value and meaning to this photo? Um, or number two, will this will reading this caption make someone's day better? Like whether that's emotionally better or better because you told a client's powerful story that made them feel something, or better because they learned something helpful and tangible. Whatever it doesn't matter, but will it be fruitful? Will somebody reading this caption? Like, will that make their day better? That's always what I think when I go to write a caption because it makes it so much bigger than me and it makes my Instagram more than just me. It's it's serving people in a whole new way. And it's not just half-assing a caption just to get a cool photo out. It's actually meaning something. And it, it, it I think that's what actually makes the difference and draws connection to your audience. Yeah. So we're going to dive into just kind of a few examples of things that you can write that are the opposite of the bad examples we gave at the beginning. So we're not going to give you like the full captions. We're not going to like write these out, but we are going to basically tell you here are things to focus on and things that you can share through these captions. So first and foremost, share your client stories. Like talk about them, talk about their stories, share what they've shared with you and you know why this session or this product was important to them. Um, Invite people into that story that is probably so powerful and is really going to do justice to that client. Another example is a personal anecdote from your life. So say that you went through a really hectic day and you were driving to the 
I don't know, the post office and you got stuck at a red light and somebody flipped you off and you got really angry. I don't know, whatever, whatever situation that you're going through, um, maybe it taught you something. Maybe like someone flipping you off, you could have easily flipped them off back, but instead you decided to not. And you said, hey, no, you know what? I'm not going to rise to that level or whatever the anecdote is. Just think about things in your life that you're going through, um, lessons that you're learning, that God's teaching you and use those as captions, you know, like take that personal example and make someone's day better through that example. I actually have like a real life example. Wait, of this. Do it, share it. Yeah. So I, I wrote this caption, like this is literally probably like four years ago. So this was like when I was really just starting to get into photography and everything and like building my brand. And I had just moved um, like on my own or whatever. And so I said this week, I, and it was literally like, it was like the craziest week. And I like had a, like a totally good attitude about it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't stressed, but I legit was like this week I, uh, left my keys in the ignition and burn out my car, um, had my phone die on me on the way home from a wedding. And so I got lost downtown went the wrong way on a one way street and then had to like stop at a gas station to get a charger, to plug in my phone, to call my mom, to be like, my maps aren't working and my phone is dead and I don't know how to get home. I'm on like downtown town at night, like after a wedding and this isn't safe. And then I left my key like in my apartment door. And then I forget what else happened, but literally like there were like five things. And I just wrote out this, like, so I, I think I was like, I burnt my breakfast. I like, like burnt out my car engine. I like my phone died, like all these things. And I was like, but you know what? Like I got to shoot a wedding. My car is fine. And like, it was just like, I like pulled this, this like twist at the end. that was like, it's been a wild week. Anyone else like feel me on this? Like, it, like we're, we got this. Like it was something like that. That was like, it was making fun of like the crappiest situation and the crappiest week. And I could not believe how many people were like, oh my gosh, like this just made me laugh so hard. Like it was making fun of like the idiot that I'd been in so many situations. And people were like, oh my gosh, like I relate to that. Um, and so, yes, that wasn't necessarily like serving them with educational value or, you know, telling this deep heartfelt story, but it was like, bro, anyone else been here? Like hand raised. And it was building that connection with people that were like, oh my gosh, she's a real human being. Like she really just botched this week. And I was like, yeah, I did. (laughs) But in that, like you're telling a story of Mm -hmm. your week. You're still storytelling, whether it's your client story, whether it's your story of your personal anecdote that you went through that day, it's still a story. And that's the thing that we kind of want to like touch on too, is you don't have to like, we're not saying that your captions always have to be these deep, meaningful, powerful, like education packed, like, you know, or like novels about your clients. Like it's okay to write something that's like, you know, about your week or about your day if there's a point to it. And if you're inviting people into a relationship and into a conversation through it. So instead of being like enjoying the last few days of fall before heading south, like that's not sharing a story or inviting people into a relationship. That's where we're saying the line is. Um, There's a difference between sharing something like, oh my gosh, not ready for summer to end. Like fall is here and I'm just like, you know, pumping out these weddings or like, you know, pumping out these like, these products for my clients. And it's been a crazy week, but I am so thankful for this job and what I get to do. Like who else relates to like this pressure season? Are you like, we're in this together? Like again, super short, very simple, but you're sharing part of your heart and your story and your life and inviting people into that, which is engaging them with something of value, which is a connection and a relationship. And I want to preface 
the, the thing that's different is that you're ending it with a call to action, which mm-hmm. is an invitation to engage. And I do want to say, I've got a lot of people when I've told them to do that, like when I've said, Hey, end your captions with a CTA. Um, everyone's like, well, I, I do, I send a, I, I end it with a question, but then like nobody responds and that's okay. If you're, yeah. if you're doing this for the first time, nobody responded to me back in the day when I asked questions, like it's going to take your audience a while to get used to the fact that you're, if you've never invited them into conversation before. And then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, double tap. Like, let me know what you think. If they're not used to that, then yeah, they're going to be like, uh, what? It's like crickets, but that's okay. Keep doing it. Keep doing it and do it well, because the more you do it, the more that you're inviting them into conversation. And then you're actually commenting on other people's, Mm -hmm. like they're going to get used to that fact. And then like, you're going to see a slow turn of people actually starting to engage with you. But right away, if you've never done it before, then yeah, they're going to be like, what? The other thing I want to say with this, and like, none of this is like on our notes, like we were not prepared to say any of this. So it's kind of a little like jumbled right here, but this is all like super important. The thing I want to say about CTAs is you cannot like have and expect people where you share this long story about like your clients and their 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 relationship and their story and it's super passionate or whatever. And then at the end you're like, also oh, I'm eating a watermelon. Who likes watermelons? Like, yeah. like your 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 CTA needs to be connected to what you're saying in a way that's going to naturally flow and pull people in. So for example, on like my like horrible week story that was like, like comically bad, I like shared all of that. And then I was like, who else is having like a rough week or like who relates, who's been there. And that's like natural flow that people are naturally going to transition with. Whereas if I'm like, oh my gosh, had the worst week. Also, what's your favorite fruit? Like that's going to be an absolute like jump with no bridge. Like they're not going to be able to cross that. They're not going to be able to respond like that. Like maybe your mom will because she knows it helps you out. But like, (laughs) like be careful with your CTAs to like make sure they actually are natural and flow. And it might feel weird at first. That's okay. It might be crickets at first. That's okay. But it's super important to have that on there too, to be inviting people into that connection and that relationship. Yeah. So the examples that we've given so far are tell your client stories, tell your stories, whether it's personal examples from your life or what you're going through. Um, another example that you can do is serving your ideal client. So think of whoever you serve, whether if you're a wedding, um, a wedding planner, your, your ideal client is a bride. If you're a florist, it's a bride. Uh, if you're a calligrapher, it's anybody that wants pretty writing. <laughs> you can get more specific. If with you're it, a but, shop owner, like know your market, know yeah, your demographics, like young adult women, yeah. if yeah, whatever your ideal client is, speak directly to them and serve them and give them like information that they're wanting and that they're seeking, you know? So if you're a shop owner and, um, your ideal client is like, young 20-somethings or whatever, do a caption on capsule wardrobe, like the thing, the items that you absolutely need for a capsule wardrobe or fall seasons, how to pair together a fall outfit, things like that. So it's serving them. It's not just talking about you. I mean, because yes, you do need to t- tell stories and share your life in that way that is connecting. But if you aren't serving them and giving them tangible, helpful information, then that's also a disconnect. Yeah. And if you're a florist, talk about, you know, the different like seasons of flowers and how, you know, during this season, like these flowers are readily available and therefore are going to be cheaper than these flowers in these seasons. Like think of things that either your clients have asked or they might not know or that would really benefit them or help them. Like 
think through things like that as a photographer. Think through helping your bride or your clients plan their session with you or things that they might have questions on, like outfits, um, how, you know, first looks, uh, you know, getting ready spaces, like so many different things, timelines, like whatever. Think through what your client is going to need and how you can serve them something of value that show you as an expert and are building that trust and that relationship with your client well before they ever need any sort of service. Like if you have a shop, if you're consistently showing up with, let's say you sell hats. Um, if you're showing up with, here's how to style a hat or like, here's the ways you can wear them. Here's like hairstyles that look really cute with hats, like things like that. You'll probably have people showing up and like watching those videos or reading those captions or like whatever. Um, it's serving them. Because you're serving them and they'll stumble across your stuff, go through your captions and be like, whoa, I needed this. Whoa, I needed this. Whoa, I needed this. Oh my gosh, I need to buy from them. I need Mm -hmm. their service. I need their product. So those are things with captions that are huge and that you can really keep in mind when you're going to write. Write something that's going to serve your ideal client, is going to bring value to them, is going to solve their problems and is going to show you as an expert in your field. Yeah, and it's like when you're serving them with just content that they're wanting, And then you also offer like on the side, like say you're a hat shop, like Evie said, if you're serving them with that content and then it's like, oh, hey, you can get the hats from us to style, like we were mentioning, like then it's <laughs> it's organic marketing and that way you're using your captions to actually serve and sell in a way that's authentic. Exactly. All right, guys. So to recap, today we have talked all about some examples of what not to write in your captions. We've talked about why it's so important in your captions to actually engage people, to invite them into a conversation, to invite them into a relationship, and to engage their emotions and their minds with stories. That is one of the number one marketing tools that is so vital for us today that we have to be taking advantage of in every aspect of our business, but especially on Instagram with those captions. Because there are two different types of people on Instagram, and you're losing half of your audience if you're not engaging them with that story and with those words and that caption. If you're just relying on the photo to do the work, you are literally losing out on half of your audience. So we've talked about what not to do. We've talked about why it's so important to actually engage people. And then we've talked about some examples of how you can engage people. So engaging them with your client stories, engaging them with your story, with who you are, invite them into you and into a relationship with you. We've talked about how to serve them with value. Um, We've talked about calls to action and why those are so important and how to dive through all of those. And we know that writing can feel a little bit intimidating sometimes, but hopefully if you understand the why behind why captions are so important, how you can utilize them and the reason that storytelling and relationships and engaging them is vital, it'll be able to trigger some things when you're going to your Instagram. Instead of just seeing that cursor sit there blinking, you'll be like, okay, should I write about these clients? How can I do their story justice? Could I share you know, something of value that's going to engage people and serve them and show my expertise? Uh, or am I able to serve my ideal client with something of value in education that is going to solve their problems and bring them back for more, even if they don't need my service right in this moment? And if you want even more examples of captions and just everything that we talked about in today's episode, you can catch us over on our grams at Evie Rupp, at Mrs. Lindsay Roman, and at our podcast and education page at The Heart University. And we'd also love to connect with you over on our podcast Facebook community group. It's a great place to connect with other driven individuals and entrepreneurs, as well as chat with us. So if you want to check that out, the link is in the show notes. We will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much.